Hi there, a bit of a different podcast this week. Uh, normally we talk about all things Orlando, but this week we're going to be talking about visiting the Disney theme parks over in Asia. So that is Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, and of course Tokyo Disneyland as well, which features Tokyo Disney Sea, which is the second park. We're going to be talking all about these amazing places and how you can go and visit them. They are completely different but also Disney at the same time. Um, when you go into these parks, uh, you get the sense that you are and the feeling that you are in a Disney park, but there are differences, cultural differences, but also the rides and some of the attractions and the shows and that kind of stuff are different as well. And it's an amazing thing for any Disney fan to want to go and visit some of the Disney theme parks uh, over in Asia. But it's completely different to booking a trip to Disneyland Paris or Walt Disney World or even Disneyland over in California to go and book one of these Asian theme parks, especially if you want to go and visit more than one, does require a lot of homework if you're going to do all the work yourself or it's better to come to a specialist travel agency like ourselves. So yes, we are called the Orlando Insider, but we do also deal with the uh, Disney theme parks over in Asia. So let's go through and chat a little bit about the theme parks over in Asia. Let's start with the latest Disney theme park, and that is the one over in Shanghai. Now, all of the Asian Disney parks are more like uh, Anaheim, California and Disneyland Paris in that they are next to or very close to big cities so either they're close to tokyo hong kong or shanghai as the kind of name kind of implies uh from shanghai it is in a new uh area it's not actually that far away from the airport uh, so it's quite easy to get a uh, a transfer down from there and again you can book with us we'll arrange all the transfers um it does mean you can't use the maglev train which is one of the fastest trains in the world i did this uh when i went i used the maglev train but that's just because i wanted to go on the maglev train it is really cool uh, to kind of do, you don't realise how fast you are going, insanely fast. It is the newest uh, Disney theme park, and when it opened, it was uh, a big deal over in China. Now, in China, they don't really know the Disney brand itself. They might know maybe like Iron Man from the films, they might know Mickey a little bit, but they don't necessarily know Disney as an overall brand. So over the last uh, few years, Disney has spent a lot of money building up their brand, uh, and getting people to understand in China what uh, Disney uh, is. Uh, a lot of people, when they first started going, yeah, they were like, oh, okay, well, we've kind of heard of this mouse, and we've kind of heard of Spider-Man, and we've heard of uh, some of the princesses. Um, but it was more about taking the kids um, to something that was new. Uh, there is kind of quite a sort of a class system uh, now in China, and people who have got money now they kind of never had before... Uh, would like to kind of show them off that they kind of have this kind of money. And so they see something which is, even though the theme parks are actually quite cheap compared to pretty much all the other ones around the world, uh, they're still quite an expensive thing for such for your average Chinese person to go and do. So a lot of the time, it's a bit of one-upmanship to be able to take your kids to uh, to, to Disney. Of course, being uh, in Shanghai or very close to Shanghai, it is like all of them, they're connected by metro lines that take you uh, into the city uh, and back so if you do want to go and explore Shanghai personally not my favorite city in the world didn't particularly like Shanghai as a city it's kind of up to you if you uh, were a bit sort of pressed for time uh, on your trip then I'd probably suggest don't bother going into Shanghai itself there's uh, just go to the theme park um, it depends on how much time you have 
to go and see other things. But the other places of Hong Kong and Tokyo, I definitely would suggest heading in. So Shanghai has the theme park itself. Also has Disney Town, which is their version of Disney Springs, Disney Village. It's pretty small. It kind of fits up the side of the parks. If you're looking at the park, if you're going in, it's on the left-hand side it's up there. There is actually an entrance at the top into the park that they open up a bit later on. You've got the Wishing Star Park, which is basically a big lake around the outside uh, near the, the two hotels. So there's the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel and the Toy Story Hotel as well. There's also the Melia Shanghai Parkside as well, which is a partner hotel. This is the one we generally book the most people into. Main kind of reason being is that the, the Disney hotels here, there's only two of them, but they're not really kind of like the Disney hotels you get necessarily get, in my opinion, from visiting them. Um, that you get in the other Disney parks around the world. It's not really, because they don't know Disney as much, there's not as much Disney in them. That was kind of the sense that I kind of got. Uh, the Media is a fantastic hotel, really close as well, almost just as close as going to staying at one of the Disney hotels. We generally kind of, and obviously a lot of, kind of uh, cheaper as well, so we generally book people into this one. Um, because it is a big brand, it also doesn't have to necessarily focus um, on just the Chinese market, um, whereas the two Disney hotels are solely focused on the Chinese market. So, for example, at breakfast, you'll have things at breakfast that we wouldn't have um, in the UK. Uh, so, for example, a lot of rice, that kind of stuff. So they are predominantly focused on that, whereas Melia, because it's part of a uh, sort of a bigger chain, it does have a slightly more international kind of feel to it. I said it's not particularly that far away from the uh, Shanghai airport, so you can kind of get there and then combine it from Shanghai. You can then fly to other places as well. Um, in the short few years that the park's opened, it has gone under quite a few sort of major transformations. It now has a Toy Story Playland, um, which opened up. So uh, kind of similar to the ones you get in uh, sort of Disneyland Paris and Hong Kong Disney as well. Uh, and they're about to, because I'm recording this in November 2023, but in December 2023, we'll be opening up the Zootropolis, Zootopia, whichever way you want to sort of call it, uh, area of the park as well. And this has a brand new ride never seen before in any Disney park in the world. So that's really kind of cool. Let's talk about some of the attractions. So you've got the kind of the classic ones, but when they built it, because the park is actually more owned by the Chinese government than it is by Disney, they didn't just want to take uh, copies of what there are in the other theme parks and then just copy and paste. They wanted to have uh, either brand new attractions or different, better kind of versions. That's why the castle is huge. It's the last castle in the world, not particularly my favourite castle uh, because of the sort of size it is. I think it's sort of a bit too big. It's not like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's absolutely amazing. It is completely different to the ones that you get around the world. It has a lot of screens and a lot of kind of video going on as well. So it's not just the sort of regular animatronics. Um, the boats actually move. Um, uh, they, they, they actually go along. Uh, they're not just sort of floating along. So they actually can sort of turn and show things in. Uh, so I think some set in time. So it's not just sort of sailing past a scene. You're actually a bit more like on yeah, Pinocchio, Snow White kind of rides where you go past and you actually sort of see something. That was amazing. Tron, which of course now opening Walt Disney World, uh, is really cool as well. Uh, the version of Buzz Lightyear, uh, similar to the ones you get around the world, but it is kind of like a really cool kind of version of it. Uh, Peter Pan, again, similar to the ones you get around the world, but really kind of cool. Probably my favourite version of the Peter Pan ride, uh, actually. There's a great boat ride that goes underneath the castle. Uh, and that's really cool, kind of something a bit kind of, of different. So 
there are um other things as well so for example um you've got the 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 roaring rapids disney doesn't really sort of do water rides uh and the the weather that you can get in shanghai I mean, when i went it just rained all the time so i didn't bother going on the wet ride that's a really kind of core apparently to go on to as well so there are things which you're going to get in the other parks but there's also things that are kind of quite new i said with this one uh if you are sort of a uh, sort of bit more sort of pressed for time uh and you also are going to be doing some of the other parks then maybe sort of skip out shanghai it depends on what you want to go and see i kind of found it just to be just a, just a city to be perfectly honest uh it wasn't really anything that sort of stood out to me that sort of uh, made it uh, an amazing kind of place to go to next up is hong kong now hong kong uh obviously used to be uh british uh sort of under sort of british uh, control but it was kind of like a bit of like a free state uh and then um the, the the lease expired and gave it back to them it's quite surprising because it is obviously an asian country but at the same time there were a lot of british influences as well so this is the park where uh, english is extremely widely spoken every single person i spoke to spoke english signs are also in english uh they use the same plugs as we do they drive on the same side of the road as we do so it's if you've ever been to gibraltar uh and that is kind of like a strange mix of britain and spain this is also a bit of a strange mix as well i say strange but kind of like in a good kind of way i really loved hong kong it's the smallest park out of all of them it's a really kind of cute park and a really fun park as well and because it is a bit smaller they it's a bit of an underdog so they sort of really sort of do try try hard and they upgraded their castle because when they first opened and they just had kind of quite a small castle, a bit like the one in Anaheim. But now they've upgraded it to the Castle of Magical Dreams. It does look really kind of cool. You've got classic rides like Jungle Cruise. And on the Jungle Cruise, you can do it in Mandarin, Cantonese, or in English. And there's different cues for that. Um, you've got things like Space Mountain, which is kind of quite similar to the one over in California. But there's still quite a few uh, unique rides as well. So the, I mean, the best ride for me is mystic manor and mystic manor is um this incredible it's their version of uh haunted mansion uh phantom manor that kind of thing if you've ever been on mickey and minnie's runaway railroad quite hard to pronounce uh it's those kind of carts a bit like remy as well where they're sort of automated carts and they can spin and they can dance that kind of stuff so i'm going to give too much away but it's really cool and what's great is it is a disney ride that is not based on a disney or marvel film uh so it's very unique uh it's unlike anything else that you can go see in any other disney theme park in the world uh you've also got their version of Frontierland. they don't have big fun of mountain but their version of it which is roller coaster is really cool as well a bit more thrilling probably than big thunder mountain uh i'm gonna sort of spoil the surprises but yeah it's really kind of cool uh, over in Tomorrowland, uh, it's a bit of a Marvel area, so you've got Ant-Man and the Wasp and Nano Battle. This basically used to be the Buzz Lightyear ride, and it got rethemed, so it's basically a little shoot 'em up game. And then you've got the uh, innovative uh, Iron Man experience, uh, and this is like Star Tours. It's a simulator, but you're going to be flying with Iron Man. Don't worry, it is in English and also in Cantonese as well, um, so you don't have to be able to uh, uh, speak the language. Uh, fully because it's got like the call and repeat kind of thing i found it really cool because you actually take off from the stark expo that is taking place at hong kong disney and then you're going to go fly over to hong kong itself and then something happens so you, it is a unique attraction because it is based on being in hong kong uh really cool 
Uh, there's three really nice hotels that are available for you to stay at on site. So you've got the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel, Disney's Hollywood Hotel, and the New World kind of one, which is the Disney Explorers Lodge as well. A bit like uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge over in uh, Orlando. But what we kind of find is, um, is because it's so easy to get around in Hong Kong, most people tend to stay off-site actually in Hong Kong itself because you'll want to spend probably a day or two in the Disney theme park and then probably at least a day or two um, exploring Hong Kong itself. So for that, the, kind of the best place to stay is actually in Hong Kong itself. You can take the metro up to, um, the, the, there's a train station called Sunny, you can't remember the second part of it, Sunny Bay. Uh, you, and then from there you change onto Disney's own transportation line down. It's a bit like the monorail, but it's a sort of like a subway kind of car. But that is just for going from Sunny Bay down to Disney. So uh, from the center of Hong Kong, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to get up to, uh, to Sunny Bay. And then you change over uh, to get down. So really easy to get to it, which means you can stay in Hong Kong. You can go and experience that. Uh, and also get to the Disney theme park uh, as well. Now, they have literally, this week of recording, just opened the world of Frozen. So, of course, that is based on the uh, Frozen films. Uh, it has a version of Frozen Ever After, which is an upgraded version of the one in Epcot. Uh, the one in Epcot, as you might know, used to be Maelstrom. Uh, so they were kind of quite constricted on the size and the route because the layout was already there pretty much. Um, so there were sort of things where there was no space to kind of do things. Here they had the, the freedom of having more space and they could build the rides from scratch. So it's kind of based on it, but it's an upgraded version. It's also going to be similar to the one that uh, is going to be going to Disneyland Paris uh, in the future as well. Uh, from there, you could also go on these really cool uh, sleigh ride little roller coaster. It's a kiddie roller coaster, um, but... If you've been on something like the Barnstormer in Orlando, Casey Jr. in Paris, that kind of thing, it's you know, it's a it's a roller coaster that you can take little kids onto um, without going onto like a big sort of thrilling roller coaster. So it's kind of fun for all the family, but more aimed at younger kids. It isn't very long; it's only about sixty seconds long, but it's extremely well themed. Whereas something like the Barnstormer over in Orlando has got a bit of theming on it, but it's not. This one is encased in the mountain, uh, and it looks really, really cool as well. Of course, you can go and meet Anna and Elsa, and there's lots of things going on, so you can go and have Scandinavian food and that kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to going over to Hong Kong and going to the world of Frozen. Now, on to the big one. If you ask anyone who has been to uh, Tokyo Disney, they will tell you that, especially the second park, the second park is... In my opinion, and once you've been to it, probably your opinion as well, the best, not only Disney theme park in the world, but also the best theme park in the world. We'll come on to Tokyo Disney Sea uh, in a second. But Tokyo Disneyland, a bit like Disneyland Paris, is it is on the outskirts uh, of the city, but it's actually a bit quicker to get in. So it's 20 minutes to get into Tokyo itself. And I really would uh, recommend going and visiting Tokyo. It is a really, really cool place. Um, speaks to one of our travel advisors and they can put together uh, an itinerary that's going to incorporate not only your time up at Disney but also um, going into Tokyo and also maybe sort of traveling around Japan as well. So 
the main theme parks or the, the Tokyo Disneyland Park is the original one. It opened in 1983, so it actually opened nine years before Disneyland Paris. It was the first international Disney theme park. It isn't actually owned by the Walt Disney Travel Company. Uh, it is actually owned by the Oriental Land Company, who licensed the Disney brand. What this means is that generally they spend a lot more money uh, on the attractions uh, and they have really, really cool, amazing things that you don't get anywhere else. They said the, the Tokyo Disneyland Park, the original one, takes the, the best bits from, uh, from California and Orlando, puts them into one park and then adds in some unique attractions as well. So, for example, the Winnie the Pooh honey, the honey Pot Hunt. Oh, it's an absolutely amazing ride. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it's just brilliant and so much fun. Uh, again, it's you're in these autonomous honeypots. So it's not like the one, the Winnie the Pooh ride that you get over in Orlando. It's a million times better. Uh, you've also got the uh, the Monsters, Inc. where you, the, it's the, uh, the hide and seek one. So you go around and you've got a torch on a little uh, cart. You've got a torch and you basically have to find the, the, the monsters and then you shine the light on them, and then you get points for shining the light on them. And it's a really cute, fun ride to go and to. It is a brilliant place to go to. One thing you need to think about with the tickets for this place is that um, they don't do park hopping for at least the first two days in the park. So if you buy a three-day ticket, you need to choose one park for the first day. The other day, day number two, that is going to be the opposite park. So if you've chosen to go into Tokyo Disneyland on the first day, that means you have to go and you can only go on the second day to, to Tokyo Disney Sea. On the third day, fourth day, whatever you've got afterwards, then you can park up. Um, but for the first uh, two days, you can only go, which means that you can't do a one-day ticket and visit both theme parks. Okay. Let's get on to Tokyo Disney Sea, the best theme park in the world. Um, the attention to detail and the level of detail inside it is absolutely stunning. You walk in underneath the Mediterranean Hotel, which is amazing itself. You walk out and you could be. I had this, used to have this as my background on my phone, and I used to show people the background on my phone, and I'd say, "Where do you think this is worth?" And they'd say, "Venice," and I go, "No, Tokyo." And they go, no, this is crazy. This is clearly Venice. Go, no, this is Tokyo. It's so much detail going into it. It is brilliant. I remember speaking to one of the cast members when I was there, uh, and they said that what locals would do is they would go and have date night in Tokyo Disney Sea. So they'd finish work, uh, they'd come up, they'd have some food, wander around, might go on one or two rides, and then watch a show in the evening. And to them, that was a date night because going to these amazing places out kind of on the doorstep so it sounds like a really nice um uh, thing for a date night so instead of having lands they have ports of call so the first one you go into is mediterranean and then you'll see this massive volcano in the background and this is home to two amazing rides you will actually walk up and then you go inside the volcano itself and it is a full volcano you you know you there's no show building or if you are inside a volcano uh, inside there you're going to see the nautilus from uh, from jules verne you could then go on the 2000 uh leagues into the sea ride really really cool and then you can go on to journey to the center of the earth which is this 
amazing ride that's going to take you into the center of the earth. Uh, and then it's the, the ride system is a bit like test track. Uh, so it's kind of like a car that's going to go suddenly accelerate uh, towards the end. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. My advice is do not watch videos of this ride because I don't want you to be spoiled when you go onto it. It's just brilliant. Other kind of sections, you've got the American Waterfront and American Waterfront. The theatre there for uh, Mickey's Big Band Beats, uh, which is a brilliant, brilliant show. And you have to do like a lottery thing to get to it. Uh, or you can queue up, but people queue up for hours to get into that show. Uh, just the outside. I mean, you actually go inside and it is a West End Broadway theatre. It's not a theme park theatre. You are actually there. You actually get allocated seats. So you actually, this is where you're going to sit. Uh, inside the tower of terror over there is a different version so this is uh henry hightower uh so it's not based on the twilight uh zone um uh, tv show this uh has a different um story to it it's a really kind of a cool story you don't you have to understand japanese to kind of understand what's going on it's set in new york sort of turn of the century the one thing that kind of does let it down is instead of having just the the lap seat belt it's a three point seat belt like in a car um, so you don't really move out your seat that much. Uh, it's still a really, really fantastic and cool ride uh, to go on to. They've also got a Toy Story Mania over there as well. And then off to the right-hand side of that is a ship. And I don't just mean like a cardboard cutout of a ship. I mean, it's a ship. A big, big ship that you can walk up to because Tokyo Disney Sea is built on reclaimed land, so it's next to the sea. So when you get up on the ship, you can look to one side and you've got the theme park. You look to the other side, you're looking out to sea. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Uh, inside there, there's a couple of restaurants. Uh, I ate at the, the bar uh, in there. Absolutely amazing. I mean, you, you're on a ship. It is as real as it's going to get. They also have the talk with the Crush, uh, Crush's talk. Uh, one that you get in uh, Epcot. They've got, but obviously, it's going to be in Japanese, so you're not going to understand it. So probably not worth bothering to go on to that. Uh, other kind of like, cool little rides is they have a finding Nemo where it's a bit of a weird thing. You get, you're at the, at the, like a sea life kind of center and then they shrink you down to uh, be the size of a fish. And then you go on this uh, motion simulator, you know, uh, have a cuddle party with, with the otters and that kind of stuff. It's really kind of cool and cute and okay. It's obviously all in Japanese, but you can basically understand what's going on. Uh, what I really love is they've got these overhead elevated trolleys that go uh, and sort of take you from one part of the park to the other. That's amazing. They have the Indiana Jones. Uh, well, they've got two Indiana Jones rides. They've got the one from Paris, which is the roller coaster. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, then you've also got the same Indiana Jones ride that you also get in California, which is absolutely amazing. And again, it's going to be Japanese, but I didn't care. Um, you can understand what's going on here. It's brilliant uh, uh, ride to go. Uh, onto uh next to they're also opening up fantasy springs which is a huge expansion he is this massive land that's going to have four rides in it tons of meets and greets uh, i mean it looks like the most insane thing that disney have ever built and the most immersive thing that disney have ever built and that's coming from tokyo disney sea which is already the most amazing disney thing uh, uh ever in the world i said with this one I definitely would recommend going to either looking around Tokyo itself or trying to fit in um, some more time around uh, Japan. Now, our travel experts can speak to you and we can plan out your entire trip around Japan. So don't feel you're going to have to try and work this all out for yourself. 
Uh, over in Osaka, which is about three and a half hours away, uh, they have a Universal Park, which is basically to take the best bits out of Islands of Adventure and the Universal Studios Florida, put them together, and you make this really kind of cool uh, theme park. He's on just on the edge of the city. I mean, you can literally, you can actually see part of the city from, from inside the, uh, the theme park as well. Really, really cool. They have the Flying Dinosaur roller coaster. Uh, so it's like like air at Alton Towers, that kind of one where you're sort of flying. Um, so you're like a pterodactyl kind of uh, thing. Really cool. Um, they have the the Hogwarts, that's the Harry Potter bit uh, as well, which was quite fun going on. And again, I think it's been dubbed into Japanese. Uh, they have Jaws as well, so the classic ride from Universal, which I loved going on. So I went on that probably a lot more times than probably I should have done because I really loved going on that. And you can't do it in Florida. So I made the most up in how to do that. Some of the questions uh, that we kind of get asked a lot is, uh, firstly, do I need to be able to speak the local language? Not really. In kind of pretty much all of the Disney theme parks, there was going to be, not necessarily the person you're speaking to, but someone around them will probably speak uh, at least a little bit of conversational English. In Hong Kong, 98% of people are going to be able to speak English uh, in Japan, they will apologize for the lack of speaking English and then stand there and have a full-blown conversation with you. In Shanghai, less so with the with the how to speak English. But we do have some tips and tricks that we can share with you when you book to uh, uh, on how to communicate uh, things, like, especially if you've got things like allergies and that kind of stuff. Something really important to be able to uh, sort of communicate. In terms of which is the easiest out of the three uh, Disney resorts to go and visit, Hong Kong from the UK is the easiest. You've got nice, easy, direct flights. It's, it's shorter flights to get. You can fly direct to Shanghai and can fly direct to, to Tokyo as well. But also just where the park is compared to where the uh, airport is and also how close it is to the city as well. I'd say it's probably the easiest one to go uh, and do if you've only got time for one. If you've got time for uh, for two a lot of time people say, well, okay, if I can only do two, which are the two to do? And a lot of that will come down to uh, how much time you've got and your budget. Japan is an expensive country to get to. It's further away, so of course it's going to be more expensive to kind of get to. It is cheaper to get to, generally, uh, to get to Hong Kong and to get to Shanghai. Uh, but to get to Tokyo, it is usually more expensive. Some people go, well, we're just going to do Shanghai and Hong Kong just because of the price thing, that's absolutely fine. I mean, if you've got time to do all of them, my personal ones, if I was only going to do two, is I would do Hong Kong and Tokyo uh, and then try, and if I had time, the budget as well, to fit in time to go and explore both Hong Kong and also Japan as well. Realistically, uh, I would try and do something like um, Four Nights, in Hong Kong, at least four nights in Hong Kong, and then seven to ten nights, if possible, in Tokyo or in Japan, because there's so much to go and see in Japan. You've got all that gone on that way. There are plenty of ways of getting around. It's really easy to get around the country. Uh, again, we can help you all with that kind of stuff, and we can work out an amazing plan where not only are you going to go and see all the Disney things, but you're also going to go and uh, see the local culture and we've arranged things like you actually can go and take part in a swimming wrestling class as well There's loads of things you've got to meet the geishas lots of really cool things that you can go and do over in japan uh if you go that way it kind of makes sense um to actually sort of you know, take the time to go and do uh some of the local things and go and visit local culture and uh, there are also cruises as well that actually go around japan so you can actually sort of take a cruise 
starts in Tokyo and usually finishes in Tokyo, but some from finish in a third country. So it's a great way of going to do Disney, then maybe do a bit of Tokyo, and then going to see some of the islands and a bit kind of further away if you not necessarily want to go on the train. The great thing about that is you're not unpacking a packing all the time. Uh, whereas if you did, so for example, Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, that is three different times of checking into hotels and traveling as well. Whereas with uh, being on a cruise, once you've got all your food uh, included when you're on board the cruise ship, you get a dock and then you're going to go and go and do the kind of things. You don't get obviously get as much time, uh, but it's a nicer sort of slower pace of, uh, of kind of doing things. You can speak to uh, our travel advisors and we'll be more than happy to have a chat with you. The best thing to do is to get in touch with us at orlandoinsider.co.uk. That's orlandoinsider, all one word, .co.uk. Uh, and arrange a call with one of our travel uh, experts. And what I do is we'll sit down, we'll find out a bit about you, what you want to do, where you've been before, what kind of things you've seen. Um, and then we'll start to work out uh, a plan of what's the best sort of time of the year to go. And also I think it's going to fit in within your budget and also what you actually want to do. So please get in touch with us. I uh, said so we are the kind of the, the Disney Asia experts. It's really difficult and uh, can be extremely confusing uh, to book a trip to any of the Disney uh, Asia theme parks. It's not like booking a trip to Walt Disney World or, or to uh, Disneyland Paris. It is completely different. So all the things that you kind of know about planning a trip to Disney generally throw those out of the window when you're booking a trip to any of the disney asia theme parks because it is a kind of a trip of a lifetime it's not like with disneyland paris where you might just hop over and go well if we get it wrong this time you know what we can always kind of come back we're going to come back next year anyway so we know for next time this is a one-off trip probably uh so you want to get it right you don't want to get to to shanghai find that your flight has been cancelled you've booked it yourself you can't speak cantonese no one speaks english there and you've got nowhere to turn whereas with us we've got a 24 hour duty office so if anything happens, you just get on the phone to them and they will sort it all out for you. Uh, so please get in touch. Send us orlandoinsider.co.uk. Uh, if you found this useful, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, and make sure that you uh, subscribe as well. Thank you much. Bye-bye.